Hello, everybody, and welcome to the How Do You Know Andy Brussman podcast. I'm pleased to have as my guest today, Ron Papadopoulos. He's the Managing Director of Healthcare Investment Banking at Charlestown Holdings. And, Ron, it's just great to have you on the program. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's great. I've been working uh, with Ron off and on on various deals here over the last, uh, gosh, over a year now that we've yeah. been we've been coordinating and it's just great I've, I've gotten to know you uh, better than most people on the team but I think everybody's mm-hmm. gonna find it uh, interesting stories about you but I always like to start out um, you know uh, where where did you grow up and and yep. you definitely have an interesting story <laughs> well I hope uh, I hope people find it interesting I, I it's kind of boring from my end but uh, I grew up, I was born in Athens, Greece, and uh, uh, left, uh, my, my father and, and mother left Greece with my older brother and myself in 1963, and uh, came to the United States. Uh, initially, we, uh, we lived in uh, a little town called uh, uh, Southbridge, Massachusetts, up in the, the Northeast, uh, a town south of Worcester and west of Boston, mm-hmm. and then we, uh, until 1966, well, there was 67, and then in 67, we moved to a little town called Putnam, Connecticut, in the northeast corner of Connecticut, which was a sleepy mill town. It had a paper mill back then, uh, but, uh, you know, over time, obviously, the paper mill shut down, and now it's become an antique center for New England, frankly, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it was a great place to grow up. Uh, spent uh, all my years through high school there until I went off to school. Did family work at the paper mill? No, my my, my father interestingly worked uh, initially at American Optical, which was uh-huh. the company that made the, the the wire the 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 plastic frames for glasses. Okay. And my mom worked for a defense contractor. Um, and uh, at night, my dad kind of moonlighted in uh, a, a pizza restaurant that another Greek guy had that he knew. And uh, you know what they say? They say that if you get three Greeks together, they open a restaurant. <laughs> That's so true. So my, my, uh, my father, my uncle, and his uh, cousin opened up a restaurant in Putnam, Connecticut called Athens Pizza. Very, you know, unique name, as you can tell. Very, very uh, special. <laughs> Athens Pizza House. And it had five tables, Bob, and it was... Uh, uh, a family business. We worked in there from morning to night, and I'm going to tell you something. It was the best time of my life, and I didn't need, just didn't know it. I wow. had no clue. Yeah, you you ended up going to medical school. I uh, did. But uh, yeah, did. How, how did how did that track happen? Well, it's interesting. My my older brother, uh, who didn't want to be a, a physician and a doctor, um, you know, he he was uh, recruited for. To, he was a baseball player. Recruited for baseball. And my dad was an old school kind of old country guy who said that no good things happen when you go to colleges. Colleges are all full of just drinking and doing all these terrible things. You're going to go and study and you're going to become professional. Question is definition of good things. But anyway, (laughs) it's all (laughs) perspective. Depends depends on where you sit, right? So so, um, so uh, he kind of shipped my brother off to, to Greece and said, you're going to become a doctor. My brother said, I don't want to become a doctor. I have no desire to become a doctor. So, but long story short, he went there. He got into medical school um, because it was a a Greek speaking medical school, but it was accredited uh, for the United States because their, their quality, the education, uh, the quality of education is pretty high in Greece, uh, especially in those schools. The good news is 
you got to go directly from high school. So you didn't have to go to four years of undergrad and all that stuff. Wow. So on that side, my, my father told uh, me when, when my time came uh, and I was being recruited for football and basketball and a bunch of other sports. And I wanted so badly to, 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 to continue to, to go to college and play and try my hand at what I thought was a, 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 st- a potentially stellar a career in sports and athletics. And he said, no, you're, you're going to become a doctor. And I, I was interested in medicine, interested in science a lot. So frankly, um, you know, he, he kind of, you know, we didn't, he didn't talk back to your dad when I grew up. Um, <laughs> right. you, you, you did not, uh, he, he set the path for you. Why? Because he was a hardworking man. You respected him. You, um, you know, we just did, we weren't brought up that way. We were just brought up with, you know, you, you do what your dad and mom tell you and you, you, you know, you go to church on Sundays and you do what you're supposed to do. And you're, you know, that's worked out for me in my life, at least. I don't know about others, but it's worked out for me. Now, uh, let's let's go to sports for a second. So, yeah. uh, little known interesting fact for the Charlestown <laughs> crew out there. Yeah. You played a little bit of professional basketball. I did. I did. So, that's an interesting story. So, when I went to Greece to go to medical school, uh, the interesting part about that was I really – I was, a, I was very much into sports, so I wanted to find a way to play something. And so, you know, football wasn't uh, a Greek sport, obviously. Right. Uh, I didn't play soccer because I wasn't back then when we were playing. It was, you know, football, basketball, baseball. That was about it. Uh, played tennis casually and stuff, but then maybe some golf. I played a lot of golf, frankly. But, but, you know, that wasn't a sport that you could do in Greece. So I said, man, I want to stay active. So the only sport I could play was basketball. So I went and kind of my father, my father said to me, you need to go try out for one of these teams. And so I figured I'd just go try out and, you know, I showed up and shot around and played a little scrimmage. And these guys came up to me after the game and said, man, you know, you're like light years ahead because I was an American, you know, basketball player playing in Greece when Greece back then was really, I mean, this is 1976, Bob. Right. So there was no major kind of, you know, European basketball league, if you will, right. at that time, it was just kind of a, it was an office. So I, so they signed me up and they said, well, you know, you, we want to sign a contract. So with contract, we're talking about contract. I just want to play, you know, when, when, when are we going to have games? And he said, no, 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 this is a professional team and you're going to play in the pro in the professional league. And I said, I'm not good enough to play in the pro leagues anywhere, let alone Greece. <laughs> said, well, you know what? You are good enough here. So anyway, I signed up. There were a bunch of Greek Americans that came in after me, frankly. Mm-hmm. And then eventually in 1985, 86, I want to say, maybe 90, Dominique Wilkins played. Oh. In, uh, How many in, years the, did you play pro basketball? I played two years of pro basketball in Greece. And, uh, and then I got it. And then I went to medical school because, you know, I had to learn the language when I went back there because I didn't really know how to speak Greek very well when I left. So I had to learn Greek and then kind of take the entrance exams, which was pretty grueling. Took the exams, got into medical school, and then just stopped playing because yeah, I You don't I have time to go to medical school and play basketball. Do it. Right, exactly, especially professional basketball. How many, how many games a year were you playing when you were professional? Uh, at the time, there was, it was like almost like, like a college league. Um, right. uh, Bob, it was about 30 to 34 games a year, depending on how you did. They had a playoff system, but it wasn't really elaborate. But I played, uh, I was, uh, I was a shooting guard and I just, you know, I, I, like, I like to say, if, if I got the ball, I'm open, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm shooting. So I was, I was a shooter. That's all. I was a white kid that could shoot. 
Did they have no. a three-point? Uh, they didn't have the three-point line at that point. In time. I know some not. guys that played back in our day that if they'd had a three-point uh, yeah. shot, man, they'd have they'd have had a lot more points. I'm, I'm one of them, buddy. I uh, I could fill it up. I definitely could. And you know, I was I was I you know, defense was something that I think every once in a while I I kind of you know throw my body in front of somebody and make them <laughs> you know hit the ground. That's what I would call defense. But other than that, I just was waiting for the ball to come back to us and shoot it up again. I was a 91% free throw shooter, Bob. That nice is shooter. incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's loved incredible. It. Still love the game. Still love the game. Well, that, that's, that's interesting stuff. So, yeah. so you have family. You must have family back in yep. Greece. I, I think you said you had a vacation home maybe. Yep. So you spend some time yep. there every year. Yeah. So, so when I was there, um, I met my wife there. She was a, she's a, a dentist and she was in dental. She just finished dental school when I was in my fourth year. It's a six year medical program in Greece. Right. So it was my, my fourth year of school, fourth to fifth year of school and um, met her through some mutual friends and we kind of hit it off, started dating before I knew it, you know, a year or so later, I popped the question and a year later we got married. We're coming up on 37 years married uh, this year, uh, Bob. So it's worked out, I guess. Depends on who you ask and when. <laughs> but I think it's worked out. I think it's worked out. Well, thank but, you. Uh, yeah. Congratulations so, on that. Thank you. Thank you. So we, we have a, a home there that we go back to every summer usually. Uh, this summer, I don't know if it's going to be a challenge this summer to get back. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been great. It's been That's great. good. So, so – so how does a guy go to medical school and then get into investment banking? Uh, well, yeah, you know, so that's, that's interesting. So, so when I, so when I finished medical school in Greece, I, um, I came back to the United States because my parents, meanwhile, my brother who, my, my father who was really big on, on Greece and, you know, and you need to go back there and reconnect with your roots and all that, which we did. And we speak the language fluently. My older brother and I perfectly speak Greek where you couldn't really tell that we're not, well, we are Greek, but not, brought up there, so to right. speak. So um, my, my, my dad had moved down to Atlanta from Connecticut because he had a cousin down here and he opened up a pizza place in Atlanta again and he was doing pretty well. So we would be coming back and forth and back and forth. So my older brother had gotten into Emory um, to go into the pediatrics per program, mm-hmm. ultimately went into dermatology and he's a dermatologic surgeon here in town now mm-hmm. at, um, in, in Atlanta. And I did the same exact thing. I He paved the way and I kind of followed him came back, got into pediatrics here. And I did pediatrics, uh, my, my residency, and then got, went into, uh, was, was going to go and do a fellowship in, uh, I want to do pediatric cardiology and ultimately potentially pediatric surgery, which is really what I was, was interested in. And, um, you know, as a consequence of, of kind of being in and around medicine and seeing what medicine was becoming, which was really a pretty big business, um, you know, I would, unfortunately you want to take a lot of time with my patients and I did and I would take I was working at Grady which is one of the you know premier trauma centers and the biggest mm-hmm. hospital in Atlanta I mean it's like uh, Bellevue or a cook uh, a, a, a cook right. general in, in Chicago Bellevue in in New York so it has it's a melting pot of patients so I went there got my training and, and did all my work there but then when I decided to 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 kind of be you know, to go into the practice of medicine, this uh, to, to be in the, the fellowship program, I, I, I sat back and I said to myself, well, you know, I'm not really, really, I'm not really happy about just, you know, the rigmarole and the business part of seeing and being on top of patients. So I decided that 
I'd take a break and take a year off and just kind of, you know, look at other things. And frankly, I looked at uh, uh, administration, healthcare administration, right. and being on, looked at the CDC, uh, which is here in Atlanta, and looked at research right. in, in that and dabbled in that a bit, you know, think like six months did in this, six months did in that. My chairman of pediatrics told me, you know, maybe what you need to do is think about going into a particular field like, you know, medicine and compounds. And I decided along, along the way, I said, maybe what I should do is look at, you know, the business of, of medicine and healthcare. So frankly, uh, I, I fell into it, had a couple of successes with a couple of startup companies that, that the friends of mine, the ideas they had, and I kind of learned the hard way through the, you know, making mistakes and teaching myself not to make those mistakes again. Learn the most from the ones that don't work out, right? Right. That's exactly right. So anyway, long story short, uh, in 1993, um, so 86 and 87, up until 88, I did my my residency at uh, at Emory, uh, uh, did a fellowship, started a fellowship, 89, 90 in, in kind of research medicine and and kind of molecules and molecular engineering and stuff, and then decided to pivot into what I thought was a better career, which was managing healthcare management and ambulatory surgical centers and these kind of things. And um, and doc in a box, that was a concept back then that was being thought about putting a doctor in every, you know, corner like a gas station. And I'd looked at that and I looked at the business of that and I learned a lot of stuff about, again, that, there's a huge industry that feeds the medical community, whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's medical devices, medical technology, whatever it may be. And so I got involved with some medical technology and medical devices, and we were lucky enough to, you know, to get lucky on, on a couple of them, and we did well. And uh, then I said, well, you know, I've been watching these guys called investment bankers that are sitting around not really taking any risk at all, Bob been making all this money. And I said, you know, I don't know about that. I got to go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got to go do that. I got to go do that. But all kidding aside, I was really enamored with uh, the idea of being an advisor and kind of think telling people, you know, at the time I didn't really know a lot because I do, I I know a lot more now, obviously, but, but I was intrigued by that. I was, the thing that I was most interested is you get to see a new story every week or every month somebody's pitching you on something absolutely new that you had no idea existed. I love that. I think that's an exciting part of what we do. You, you've lived the, uh, uh, the immigrant story a little I bit. I, uh, so, so you, you, you moved to the United States at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'd love to drill down on, you know, Greek heritage and business and, and, but also, you know, the viewpoint from that of an immigrant being in this country. No, I, I think, Bob, that's a, that's a great, great, great topic and a great question that you ask. I, I'll tell you, from, from my uh, perspective, we, we, are, uh, we live in the best country on the face of the earth. And I know you believe that. And I know that a lot of our, our, our friends that are maybe look at this or hear this are going are gonna to think that as well. But There's no lack of drama, that, but it's still the greatest country in the world. It is. It is uh, I mean, there's, there's drama in every country these days, right? But right. the fact is, we are the best country. We are the best people in the world. And then the biggest reason why is because I'm the personification of why this country is great. I mean, my father came here. He was a, he, so, so he was born in Russia. Bob. Oh. And he was, uh, during Stalin's five-year plans, his family and my mom's family that didn't know each other 
were kicked out of Russia and told to go back to their country of origin because they were Greek. But they had lived in Russia and had been in Russia for, you know, I want to say 40 or 50 generations. 40 so, or 50 generations? generations. I mean, you're talking about a thousand years or something. That's exact, uh, but even more than that, frankly. So, oh, my some, goodness. Some tellings, even more than that. And I'll tell you something that's interesting. So my name is Papadopoulos, right? So literally, right. Papadopoulos translates into the son of a priest. So Papadopoulos, 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 a priest, is the father, the pater, right? right? And Poulos is son of. So, I mean, you know, every time you hear Janakopoulos or Janopoulos, it's the son of John, Yanni okay. John, right? So, so Papadopoulos is the son of a priest. Well, my father, my, I'm sorry, my grandfather, my father's father, was the first male to not be a priest in our family for 40 generations. My yes. great-grandfather, they have a picture of him sitting in his Greek um, uh, uh, priest uh, get out, right? His, his hat and the black robe that they wear and all that. You know, in Greece, in Greek Orthodox faith, we don't, we're not, we don't have celibacy. The Catholics have celibacy, we don't. You, you know, clergy could marry. Bishops in higher level can't. But the but the lame the, the clergy the regular clergy and churches can, so they they were they were priests for a long time kicked out brought to went sent to Greece. St Stalin, with, with, you know, it, it looked like it was something bad for your family, but he sort of did you a favor. He did. He, in a, in <laughs> he opened up way. some new doors for you, right? In a big way. So so in, he, my father shows up in after World War II in Athens, right around forty eight forty nine. There's so your, your father was kicked out by Stalin after right. World War II. Well, no, before World War II, before went to Greece. Okay. Right. Before World War II, went to Greece. The war broke out. He's taken prisoner in Austria by the Germans in a in a in a prisoner of war work camp. So was he in making, the army at the time? He he was not. He was uh, 15 years old, and he oh. was taken. He was taken because he was caught stealing a salami, a stick of salami from a German supply truck was shipped to Austria to work, came back to Greece after the war, literally walked down from Austria all the way down to Greece. Oh my goodness. Shows up in the Civil War. Um, the, the war's broken out, uh, poor as hell. The, the Greek government puts, all these refugees had put us all into this camp, this, literally this refugee camp. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So I was born, and I'm not, this is no, no lie, I'll show you pictures when we get together. I was born in a refugee camp, my older brother and I. We were born in a refugee camp. So think about, about this for just a second. Here we are now, so in, we're, in, we're one, two generations later. Here I am talking to you on a podcast uh -huh. about a, a, a medical career and about being you know, an investment banker. And, and an investor. You're a capitalist. Investor. We are a cap. hundred thousand percent. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So, so all I'm trying to say is that, so, so what happened is a small little aside. So the, the Greek government at the time, the Australians, the Germans after the war, the Australians, the Germans, the Americans um, were, were looking for people to come in and immigrate to the country to build their infrastructures, build their, their, their countries. Dad, uh, uh, who had married my mom at the time, got an opportunity to, to come to the United States. He could take a one-way ticket to, to Germany, a one-way ticket to Australia, get a prop plot of land in, in Greece if he, if he wanted it. He said, no future for my children here. At the time, he had my older brother and I only. 
he said, I'm going back to, I'm going to go to the United States. Didn't speak a, a word of English, spoke German, uh-huh. but didn't speak a word of English and um, showed up in, in, in New York and then ultimately in, in, in Massachusetts and then Connecticut and, and, and worked his bone, his, 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 his tail off, you know what, and had a great business, uh, was known uh, in, in the town. Uh, I just can't even begin to tell you. This is the only country on the planet where this can happen, my friend. The only one. You know, that's a, that is just a really a great story. You know, and is there is there a uh, is there a Greek business culture? Let me ask yeah. that. Is there? I mean, I guess growing up yeah. in the Greek, you know, I've seen. You know, they sort of make fun of it. You know, my big fat Greek wedding and yeah. all I got, which I think you threw one about a, about a year or so ago, yeah, but, but is yeah. there, is there a, a, a culture of business that, that yeah. you think you got from your heritage? Listen, there's, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the right word. I think that entrepreneurship, Bob, is the right word. I think that Greeks, you know, um, if you look at t- statistically speaking, the Greek country, and I've spoken on this in different radio programs and things like that, where they've interviewed me when, when the crisis is going on in Greece, you know, only 35% of the population of Greece works in a, in a, in a W-2 job. So 65% of the population are private entrepreneurs and uh, businessmen. Right. They're shopkeepers. They, you know, they, they do their own business. So, so that is good news and bad news, right? It's bad news because there's, there's a lot of, you know, cooking the books and not paying their taxes in, in, <laughs> in, in, in the way that they should and so on. But the fact is that Greeks uh, in this country, the first couple of generations that came were just hardworking people, mm-hmm. just like the, the Irish were, just like the Italians were, just like the, you know, the Germans were, the, the, for that matter, all of the different immigrants, right? They came here not because they were well off in their countries, but because they didn't have the opportunities in their countries. They came here because of either the opportunities or the education. The Koreans were seeing it now with the, the, the Asian population that's coming to this country, right? The Indian population that's coming to this country. What, they, what, what this country does is it, it, it absorbs all of us. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because the Constitution, this thing that we hold so dear, at least I do, this Constitution protects everyone's rights to do and believe in what they want to believe in as long as they have the one motto, right? You follow the rule of law and you work your ass off. If you do those two things, follow the rule of law and work your ass off, you're going to make it in this country. I don't that's care it. who you are and what you are. That's, that's a great testimony, Rom. So, so I, I could chat all day. I'm a talker. Yeah. You're a talker. <laughs> but we got to wrap this thing up. So, yeah. so there's two yeah. closing questions. Um, sure. First, you know, this is the How Do You Know Andy Brusman podcast. So how did you come to get connected with Charlestown? Yeah, so that's a great story. Um, uh, I, as, you, as, as we talked about, I'm in the deal business. I, 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 I don't want to specifically say that I'm an investment banker necessarily. You know, I have an investment firm as well. And everybody, I think, at, at Charlton knows that, that I do have an investment firm, Intuitus Capital. Right. And uh, we have been involved in a number of transactions, a few of them with someone, a close friend of mine called Bruce Robertson. His name is Bruce Robertson, who's with HIG BioVentures and HIG Capital. And Where so is he Bruce, located? Is he in Miami? He, or He's in Baltimore. He's, he's in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Okay. He's up in yeah. your neck of the woods. Right. So uh, he's, um, he's a great guy, first of all, a good friend. And um, at the time, he was asking me to help him raise some capital for his second fund, his Bio Ventures Number Two fund. 
Right. And he wanted to have a diverse kind of a portfolio of, of, of investors. And so he knew that I had some connections with high net worth uh, folks from around the country that invested in my deals. And we, we looked at a couple of deals together with Bruce and done a couple of deals with Bruce. And so at some point he said, you know, could you help me raise some capital? I said, you know, I probably could, I could probably put in front some folks, but you know, it's probably not for me. It's probably something we should maybe think about for a late day. Then he had a successful fund too. He wanted to raise a fund three. And he said, listen, I really want you to help me raise this capital because I think, you know, I'd love to tap into your resources. I said, well, listen, I'm not a broker dealer, so you can't really pay me uh, because I can't get a commission for being. So he said, let me introduce you to Andy Brussman. There you go. <laughs> See? They knew each other through baseball. Mm-hmm. And because his son, Christian, uh, who's um, uh, Bruce's son, uh, played baseball with Andy's uh, son. So that's you, you, you're giving me the you're giving me the perfect segue into the final question, which uh-huh. is, you know, Yankees or Red Sox? Uh-huh. You know, I got to ask that question. So, so Bob, I, I hate to say it, but as you probably can tell from, I don't know if it's, if it's in my, my my accent anymore. I probably lost some of my New, New England accent, but I can I can drop the Pachtakai Havigad kind of stuff all the time. I can do that <laughs> in my sleep, right? Right. But, but the fact is, that I grew up right outside of Boston. So I was a Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins fan. Bruins was a big deal for, for me growing up uh-huh. you know, with Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito oh, yeah. and all that, those great teams that they had back then. Hockey's not a big sport anymore, I guess, maybe in the South at least it isn't. But I've been a diehard Red Sox fan, and I, I'll tell you one thing. There's one thing I know, the Yankees suck. <laughs> All right. And with that, folks, this has been a great discussion with Ram Papadopoulos. He's in Atlanta. He's the managing director of healthcare investment banking at Charlestown Holdings. And Ram, thank you so much for coming you, on Bob. and being a good sport. Pleasure. Pleasure. 